0: If you give your heart and believe what He's done for you A copy of the document was to be issued as a decree in every province and published for all people so that the jews would be ready on that day to avenge themselves on their enemies the couriers who rode on royal horses went out hastened and pressed on by the king's command and the decree was issued in shushan the citadel okay so what you have going on here haman issued a decree of destruction but Mordecai issued a decree of salvation. Destruction, salvation. This would cause the Israelites' enemies to have a moment of pause. You ever have something threatening give you a moment of pause? I better not do that. Weigh out the consequences. They would have to take time to consider the terms of the second decree. Now, Consider the fact that news of Haman's hanging was also getting around. (laughs) That right there was enough of a threat to make the Jews' enemies think twice about attacking them. Because the author of the decree that, that their enemies were waiting for, he is dead. And the king authorized that. Esther 8 and 15. So Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal apparel of blue and white with a great crown of gold and a garment of fine linen and purple. And the city of Shushan rejoiced and was glad. The Jews had light and gladness, joy and honor. And in every province and city, wherever the king's command and decree came, the Jews had joy and gladness, a feast and a holiday. Then many of the people of the land became Jews because fear of the Jews fell upon them. Ah, so good. Okay, thank y'all. We're done. No, I'm just. There's more. Blue and white apparel. This means Mordecai is now wearing royal garments. Is that good? Look at what's happening here. He now had the king's favor. So let's be clear on what just happened here. Haman's decree was sent out with the purpose to destroy, but Mordecai's decree was better. It was better because it had the purpose to save. Okay. And this is where I'm going to unload on you what I call the Jesus parallel. Okay, here it comes. All you guys that say, I'm one of them New Testament Christians, I'm about to show you the gospel in the Old Testament. Okay? First of all, I want to remind you of what Esther said back in Esther 7 verse 4. She said, for we have been sold, my people and I, to be destroyed, to be killed, and to be annihilated Romans seven fourteen says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. We got sold too. Uh-oh. Friends, being sold under sin means that sin was going to destroy us. It was going to kill us. We were to be killed and we were to be annihilated. There was a decree issued against our sin that says we were to be wiped out. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin, some of you know this, is what? Death. Death. (whistles) Gone. You're toast. God's law says you sin, you die, basically. You sin, you die. That's how strict it is. And that decree is out there. It's still out there right now. And God is not going to pull it back. He's not going to revoke it. It will not be revoked. Why? Because God has to execute judgment on the wicked. Like what happened with Haman. Just like King Ahasuerus did to wicked Haman. So now here's our big problem. We all had this annihilation day coming right at us. Just like the Jews were expecting. And because scripture says in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So how can we be saved? What's to be done about this? Well, obviously, somebody has to issue a new decree, a second decree that's better, right? Jot down in your notes. You go look this up later. Don't just take my word for it. Take God's word for it. Jot this down. You can look it up later. Jeremiah 31, 31 says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, Ooh, that is a new decree, an official order by God's authority. God's law says you sin, you die. But look, a new covenant, a better promise that has the power to save. Now, keeping it in context, because I'm very particular about not getting in the way of Israel, okay? Israel is on God's mind. This was written for them. This was written for Israel. However, As a Gentile, I get to be grafted in. So I get to claim it too. I'm excited. Gentiles, are you excited that God didn't just come for them? He came for us too. Okay. But in our original state, the only thing we had to look forward to was destruction in upcoming Annihilation Day. And so just like Esther and Mordecai loved their people so much that they risked breaking protocol, which means they sacrificed their lives Remember, she said, at my life, I make this petition. They sacrificed their lives by stepping in as mediators between the king and God's people to author a new and better decree. Because here it comes. Are you ready? I'm about to give you the one-two punch here. God so loved the world. That he sent his only begotten son, Jesus, to sacrifice himself to step in as a mediator between the father and us so that he could author a new and better decree that did not have the purpose of destroying us, but the purpose to save us. That's my Calvary Pearland people right over there making all that noise. <laughs> Hebrews 5 and 9 says, He became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Hebrews 8, 6 says, Jesus is also mediator of a better covenant. Look that up. It says it. (laughs) A better covenant, which was established on better promises. You had to have that second decree, that new covenant, or you're gone. Friends, we are sinners I think that's something we need to remember. The world forgets that they're sinners. We're the ones that messed up, not God. Don't shake your fist at God. We messed up, not him. And we were in big trouble with God under the old covenant because of lawlessness. Remember, the reason that King Ahasuerus permitted the first decree to go out is because his intent was to remove lawlessness. Haman lied to him, but to the king... That first decree is going to get the lawlessness out of here. That's why he let it go. Matthew 13 and 41 says, The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness. America, lawlessness is sin. I don't know any other blunt, black, or white way to put it. It is sin. It is cut and dried sin, lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness, and the old law is still out there. I don't see anywhere in the Bible that says, God, pull that old law back. I see the new decree that comes out that gives you the choice to get under it. But the old law is still out there, and it's not going to be revoked, because by that law, the Lord is going to remove those who refuse to repent and get under the new covenant blood of Jesus Christ. Paul explained about the superiority of the second covenant over the first one in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 9. He said, For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. He's saying the covenant of Jesus is a whole lot better. That's the one you want to get under. Friends, we really need to understand that the new covenant in Jesus, the ministry of righteousness has not abolished the ministry of condemnation. The ministry of condemnation is still out there. It has not been revoked by God. And so your responsibility in this matter is that you need to get out from underneath the old covenant of the law and get under the new covenant of better promises called grace. Romans 6.14 says, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. That's the switch you need to make from law to grace. If you're still under law, you're in big trouble. A lot of people don't know that. They think, eh, it's okay, because the world's telling them it's okay. It ain't. Get under Grace. God's law has to judge wicked lawlessness. The problem is most people, they don't want to surrender their life to Christ. They want to run their life their way. I do what I want to do. They don't want to obey God. And the threat of condemnation under the law should cause you to have a moment of pause to consider the terms of the new covenant. I'm talking to unbelievers out there. This ought to give you a moment of pause. To think about this new covenant that the Lord offers you. Remember how the Jews enemies had a sudden fear of that new decree, especially after hearing about Haman's hanging. They realized that if they did not make a change, if we don't, if we don't flip something around somewhere, then they would be the ones destroyed, not the Jews. Friends, I'm telling you, if you don't get under the blood of Christ, if you do not repent, and I know you hate that word, you're the one in trouble not us who are just trying to warn you where salvation is. If you're not under the blood of Jesus, if you haven't given your life to him as Lord and Savior, which means to make him Lord means he's the boss of your life, not you, then I hope that you get tonight a healthy fear of the Lord that will drive you to fearfully repent and get right with Jesus. Now, that's the scary part of all this. But I want to give you the encouraging part, okay? it's not all thunder and lightning. There's some good stuff here. I always do this to myself. I lose my place. We saw that the king gave Mordecai and Esther his signet ring. Every time I see a signet ring in the Bible, I cash in. This is really good. When he gave them their signet ring, it means he gave them all authority to write the new decree. Here's my signet ring. You've got the authority to do it. Matthew 28 and 18, Jesus said, All authority has been given to me. Awesome. Friend, your free gift of eternal life has been bound by the authority of the king, King Jesus. And also, Mordecai's decree, it gave victory to the Jews, didn't it? Did you notice that? It gave them victory. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Guys, this ought to be getting you excited by now. I know you are, but you're trying to listen. (laughs) Recall Esther 8, verse 17. It says, many people became Jews. That means that those who were once their enemies turned. That's what repentance is. That means turn. They turned and they joined the Jews. Friends, with this victory that we have in Jesus, we need to realize that those who persecute you today could very well one day turn around and become fellow believers with us in the kingdom. This is why Jesus told us to love your enemies. You never know when they're gonna spin. The tables will turn. many. The Jews were restored with light and gladness. Friends, God can restore you too. We serve a God of restoration. If you come in here beat down and destroyed, I want you to know we serve a God of restoration. And he didn't forget about you. We serve a God of authority too. And grace puts God's protective authority over you. How so? Back to that ring if you've ever seen a signet ring before, it bears an image on it. And what you do is you, make a, you get an a envelope or a document and you drop melted wax on the document and then you press that ring into the wax and then that wax becomes a seal that bears the image of that authority. Now, I want to show you something about signet rings from Daniel 6 and 17. It says... Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signets of his lords, that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed, that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed, okay? That's what a signet ring was for, to seal something with royal authority so that whatever is sealed cannot be changed. Y'all say that with me, cannot be changed. One more time, cannot be changed. I'm drilling it in. Hope you're hearing this. Whatever is sealed cannot be changed. King Ahasuerus told them to seal the new decree because once it's sealed, it can't be changed. Ephesians 1 and 13 says, in him, Jesus Salvation in Jesus comes with a royal seal of God's authority so that nothing will change concerning you. I don't disco, but I'm about to. The moment you believe in Jesus, God seals you by indwelling you with his Holy Spirit. God impresses his royal image onto you into you the image of his son romans 8 29 says that god conforms us to the image of his son and once you have the seal you are saved under the new covenant of jesus christ and no one has the authority to change it nobody he is the promise the guarantee of our inheritance now let's take this a step further what it gets better yeah it does. Daniel six twenty says, and when the king came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, "Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you continually been able to, de- whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions?" Then Daniel said to the king, "O king, live forever!" Friends, right now, today. We are living in a dangerous lion's den called the world. Turn on the news. You'll see it. But we who are under the seal of the new covenant, we know that very soon the king is coming back for us, and he is the only one who has the authority to reach down to you past his royal seal of the Holy Spirit to raise you back up unto himself. And you know what I'm going to say when he does that to me? O oh, King, live forever. I serve the God of eternity. Amen. Hebrews 9, 15. He is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. Guys, the first covenant was going to kill you. All of us. It was going to take you out. But by means of death, it says, that means Jesus' death on the cross, he took our death penalty for us so that we can receive the promise of eternal life. Remember how the king's wrath subsided after Haman's death? After Haman was hanged, it said the king's wrath subsided. That's why Jesus died in your place. That's why Jesus died for you, so that God's wrath against your sin would subside. And it won't be on you anymore. So now there's no threat hanging over your head. Now you get to be like Mordecai. It says he went out from the presence of the king. That means it was no longer a breach of protocol for Mordecai to walk up to the king anymore. And Hebrews 4.16 says that of us, that we can come boldly to the throne of grace. It's no longer a breach of protocol for you to go to God. And also, I, I got more Ray, you're running long. I know, but it's good. (laughs) You remember how Mordecai, he wore the royal apparel of blue and white with a great crown of gold and a garment of fine linen and purple. Well, you know what you get to wear? I'll show you. Isaiah 61.10, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. That's what you get to wear, and it is royal. Yes, it is. Guys, I could go all day with these parallels, but there's a million of them. But another, but who more? Some more. The Jews feasted with gladness. That's another one I could do. You know, we have a big feast coming too. It's called the Marriage Supper of the Lamb, and you know, that's a party you don't want to miss. You think you've been to some parties in your day? You don't know nothing. Big party coming. Anybody getting excited here? That was my wife. (laughs) I'm probably running out of time, but I want to show you one last point. We saw how God saved his covenant people by influencing King Ahasuerus, he influenced the mightiest king of the empire, the Persian Empire. Friends, that means the Lord our God has power over kings. This is why it is written in Revelation 19:16 He has on his robe and on his thigh a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords That's the name of the one who authored your salvation And that it is written it is promised and it is sealed in the King's name No one can revoke it no one can change it The tables have turned. Father God, I thank you today for this. Oh, what an opportunity. Thank you, Lord God, for sending your son Jesus to die in my place. Lord, I was headed for annihilation because I messed up, but you came to save me. Father, Draw your people. Thank you for impressing your royal image into me. Teach me to be of influence to my friends and people that know me who may even persecute me right now. That maybe one day they may turn like we saw the people in this story. We can't hate them, Lord. Or we'll never expect them to turn. You said love them. That's how they're going to know that we're yours. Father, hate's running crazy right now. May, be, may we be the one group of people, the, the believers in Messiah Jesus, that causes people to look at us and go, what made you like that? And we'll tell them about you. We thank you for it, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. You are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. set for life. You'll have all you need. Just receive with a willing heart. You'll be set for life. You'll be on your way any day you decide to start.